0: Today is part one of a three-part series, Going Gluten and Dairy-Free. I eliminated dairy and gluten from my diet on August 1st, 2012. Yes, I remember the exact date. I remember it so well because it was a journey getting there. And today's episode is dedicated to sharing my story of going gluten and dairy-free and the reason I went gluten and dairy free is to help lower inflammation and in my body. And I've mentioned this several times on the podcast, but if you're new, I was diagnosed with the autoimmune disease rheumatoid arthritis in the year 2000. Um okay, but I'm getting ahead of myself and I just I want to dive in and share my journey to going gluten and dairy free today. Okay, so settle in, grab a cup of tea, kombucha. Here we go. It all started in the suburbs of Minneapolis, Minnesota, when a little girl named Alyssa only ate Cheerios for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> Oh my god! I love cracking myself up, and hopefully you're laughing too. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um, well, actually, I'm not. My parents used to tell me that I would grow up, I would, I would, I would grow up and turn into a Cheerio because that's all I ate. <laughs> okay, so, but for reals, fast forward to the year 2000 when I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis. So it took several years for me to be diagnosed, as it often does with autoimmune diseases. And when I was first diagnosed, I was really put on this large cocktail of pharmaceutical medication for many months until my rheumatologist narrowed it down to one medication that seemed to work. And it probably wasn't in, it probably was maybe a few years in and i remember asking her about diet and lifestyle changes i remember asking her about yoga you know and 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 diet stuff and i remember really not wanting to make any diet or lifestyle changes and you know she actually kind of brushed off my question she was very conventional very conventional um Western medicine doctor, and, you know, I learned over almost a decade of seeing her that she really didn't believe in making dietary or lifestyle changes. Um, and she she was all about the medication. And hey, you know, at the time that worked for me, I didn't want to make any changes. I loved my bagels and my pizza and tuna melts and Ben and Jerry's. And I loved my nightlife lifestyle as a burlesque performer, you know, running on little sleep and just having a lot of fun. Um, So, you know, I was I was pretty lucky because the medication kept me in remission for about 10 years, for about a decade, meaning I rarely had uh, autoimmune flares. I wasn't really in pain. I didn't have, you know, bone damage yet. And I just, I wasn't fatigued. You know, I had energy. I lived life feeling like I was disease free, essentially. Um, But that all changed in 2010, when that pharmaceutical medication just stopped working. And it was pretty bad. It it really, it first started in my hands and I couldn't open my hands for like a few hours in the morning. I remember having to just put my hands under like hot water for like 10 minutes in the sink, um, just trying to even open them up. It was, it was terrifying. And it also just, it really moved throughout my body where it kind of felt like I was being like an eaten by like an alien virus or something. It, it was it felt like it was more than just pain and stiffness in the joints. It was literally everywhere. I was also deeply fatigued. Um, and at that time in my life, you know, I just I kept going, I kept pushing. At that time, and I've mentioned this before in the podcast, I was uh, performing burlesque full time. Um, I've been a burlesque performer for 17 years. I started in 2004. And I was full time for a handful of years. Um, and at that time in 2010, I I was touring a lot of the time and I was going on month long tours like in a van across the country with four other gals. And it was so much fun. But I was also in so much pain. And, you know, that's another story that I'll share um, another time. But, t- you know, today we're focusing on going gluten and dairy free. So, um, you know back it up for, you know, a few years before that, like, I was a pescatarian for most of my for like my 20s and 30s. And when I think about my diet back then, I was just eating a lot of refined carbohydrates like pizza and pasta, pastries, bagels, bread, muffins, cheese, milk, yogurt, ice cream. Um, you know, lots of dairy. I was a big cheese lover. And I never really thought that I was a terrible eater, meaning I thought I was like, okay, with nutrition, you know, or the little, you know, at least the little that I knew about it. Um, I've also really loved to cook and make food. So I wasn't eating all processed foods all the time. But I certainly was eating gluten and dairy heavy, that is for sure. Um, And, you know, after I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis, I I really didn't do much research or investigation on nutrition, because honestly, it didn't even occur to me. I didn't, you know, I didn't understand or even have like the knowledge that food would have an impact on my health or immunity. And also, I think in some level, you know, some way I just, I didn't I didn't want to change my diet um, until I knew I needed to. So then fast forward a few years to 2012. And, you know, still the pharmaceutical medication just was not working. And I had started going to acupuncture twice a week. um, And I did that for about six months. And I believe in acupuncture. I highly recommend it. Um, I know that it can bring so much um healing and really for so many people. But for me, doing it for several months twice a week, it it just didn't take. It just didn't work. And I I remember, I remember after my sessions, like, you know, I would go to the bathroom and have to use both of my hands to open the bathroom doorknob. And it was still so difficult and painful for me to open it. And even like going up and down the stairs of the Acu- of the acupuncturist, like, I just, my knees, I mean, it was so painful. And, you know, that was a part of my journey of first kind of experimenting with something else besides pharmaceutical medication. So I actually had a turning point um, in one night, like early, early, early spring 2012. So it was around the time that I was starting to do acupuncture. And I remember I had a burlesque gig that night and my wrists were so, like, they just were in a lot of pain. And the particular burlesque act that I was doing has this specific choreography that I knew would be painful on my wrists. And I was so nervous. And I just, I felt ashamed and embarrassed to even talk about it. And I know that that might, you know, for you know that might sound weird to feel ashamed and embarrassed, but it was it was also new to me. Um even though I had had been diagnosed 12 years before, I was essentially kind of living pain-free for a decade and so as it was just, you know, continuing to get worse and worse over those few years, I was still I was still a lot in denial and still trying to figure it out and still not fully sharing what was going on. So, you know, I just, I didn't, I didn't want to admit to anyone that something was wrong. And I remember getting to the venue that night and and I was with these three performers. Oh, wow. It's just, I, even thinking about this, it's like tears are coming to my eyes and it's just, um, it was such a blessing to have these three particular performers backstage with me that night because I felt um I felt okay sharing that I was in pain and usually I was, you know, I wanted to hide it. And so what was so interesting is each of these performers all had different health issues and they all had made dietary changes that I was not aware of previously. So each of them were kind of sharing their story with me. And it was so validating. It was also enlightening. It's like, oh, wow, people do make dietary changes to support their health. And I was thinking, I think I need to look into this. Like, I need to take this to heart. And they were all so supportive and encouraging and really, really um, encouraging me to check out you know experiment with going gluten and dairy free just you know talking about how that can help with inflammation and you know that night no- that night was just such a turning point for me and you know and from then on i it, w- it was like a seed was planted and i did you know just kind of basic research online not major investigation i was more into really just kind of speaking to people and there was a few other um friends a performer kind of acquaintances that i knew that were gluten and or gluten dairy free and i uh, i remember you know just having conversations with them to learn what their experiences what were, what they went through, you know, how did they do it? <laughs> you know, and I and I really listened to them and and then I just allowed myself time to listen to my body's messages and my intuition. And I I knew that this was the right choice for me. And I just needed to gather the courage and the strength and Motivation just to follow through and to do it. You know, I knew that gluten and dairy were common allergens and co- you know, cause of inflammation for many people, especially the- those with autoimmune conditions. And uh, so, for months, I before I eliminated dairy and gluten, I mourned. I m- I mourned it. I cried. I like literally cried in anticipation of you know, how can I give up cheese? <laughs> you know, how can I give up? Um, Ben and Jerry's, like, how can I give up bagels and cream cheese and locks? You know, <laughs> tuna melts. Um, you know, all of that. And it, like I said, it took me about six months to gather up the courage. And I'm not, I don't remember why I chose this exact date. I think it just kind of was building and building. And I made that commitment. And then on August 1st, 2012, nine years ago, I eliminated dairy and gluten from my diet and you know i think what was hard for me at the time is that i was in the place of um of thinking you know what can i eat like i don't think i can eat anything like thinking oh my god i'm going to starve <laughs> and you know given at that time i didn't eat meat i now have since started eating meat a few years ago after 30 years of not eating meat uh, that's another story but um you know, and I, re- you know, I did eat fish, but I just, I rarely cooked fish myself. So really, you know, my diet was very heavy dairy and gluten. Um, and, you know, like most most Americans or most people, you know, we kind of eat the same 10 to 15 foods, you know, day in, day out, you know, year in, year out. And I didn't have a diverse diet. I wasn't mindful of that. I wasn't aware of the importance of food diversity like I am um today. So I remember in the beginning, I really, I just I, I would just like um I would eat a lot of quinoa, um, which is a gluten free grain if you're not familiar, and um edamame and avocado. Like these kind of like quinoa edamame um avocado bowls. And I eat that a lot. <laughs> and um you know what was what was um what was interesting is that a few months in, I actually was going on tour to perform in Australia for five weeks. And what was really amazing is that in Australia, when I got to Australia at that time in two thousand and twelve, they were like really advanced in terms of dietary um awareness and um preferences and restrictions. I mean, you know, I, I live in New York City, so I mean, I feel like we are sort of advanced. I mean, maybe maybe in Los Angeles, they were or Denver, they were having GF gluten-free, you know, on menus, but I wasn't seeing that yet. And in Australia, I saw that even on the airplane like a um flight like in um like uh flights from I remember it was a flight from like Sydney to Perth, they had um like, you know, gluten-free options on the food menu and And it was just was so encouraging and helpful. I was like, oh, my God, I love Australia even more. Um, So that was that was really helpful. And um, and also just, you know, just just super encouraging. Another thing that happened um, even before I went to Australia, because that was a few months after I um, eliminated dairy and gluten, is that I lost about 10 to 15 pounds and it's literally the only thing that i did i didn't change my exercise regimen i didn't do any didn't sleep to, i didn't do anything except eliminate dairy and gluten and the weight just naturally came off my body and that was incredibly eye opening to me because it was i was like wow this is a testament to the fact that my body was carrying this unnecessary inflammation and weight and it didn't Need or want that, and so that that was just that was that was also um, just a really interesting experience to have. And you know, when I think back over that first, you know, uh, you know, year going gluten and dairy free, it really took me about a year to settle in and you know to really open up my palate and learn more about you know my diet and incorporate different foods that i hadn't been eating and really intentionally think about what i was you know eating and um and so that was that was that was for me just this really easy kind of i mean it wasn't easy you know it took me 6 months to you know lead up to it but it was this introduction. And I allowed myself that time to experiment and just kind of go through that process, but being totally committed. And I also just want to share that I don't believe in, nor do I use the phrase, quote, cheat days. Um, that really rubs me the wrong way. I, I, I'm, um, you know, cheat days, I just think are not the most healthy um, when you think about that. And um, I will go into this more um, next week on part two of going gluten and dairy free, but cheat days also don't really apply and when you when you're talking about dairy and gluten because the proteins of gluten and dairy really stay in your system for a while. So if you are looking to heal your gut, you know you need to commit to dietary changes, whatever they are. And that is a larger um, topic that I have addressed in uh, previous podcast episodes. So and I will, I will touch upon um, next in part two, next week. So okay, so about 10 months into being gluten and dairy free, it was spring 2013. And I was going back on tour. Um, and I was going to Europe this time, and I was going to be in Italy for the first time in my life. And so I was like, Oh, my God, I'm going to Italy, you know, everyone, you know, the food in Italy. I mean, hello. Hello. <laughs> So I just, you know, I kind of was struggling with it, but then I decided, you know what? Screw it. I'm just, when I go to Italy, I'm going to have, I'm going to have gluten. Like I'm going to have, and dairy, I'm going to have pasta and I'm going to have pizza. And you know what? I had pasta and I had pizza in Italy. I, it was twice. I didn't do, I was, I was, I was on tour for um, a month. I was in Italy for a few weeks. I only ate gluten twice and I have to be honest, I wasn't blown away. <laughs> I was not blown away. You know, I'm really, um, I'm glad that I tried it and I allowed myself that experiment and experience. But it also kind of reinforced that, you know, there are so many other nourishing and ner- nutrient dense foods that I can enjoy and love even when I'm in Italy. Um so, you know, since since then since 2013 I have not intentionally eaten gluten or dairy. And this has really been a healthy healing and a good choice for me. I know that it's helped lower inflammation, it's increased energy. It's also being gluten and dairy free, it's also helped really keep me away from processed foods like you know, um packaged you know cookies or muffins or whatever that also have a lot of added sugar and crappy you know inflammatory oils in it, so for me you know just looking at it at so many different angles you know it it is so it's been so beneficial, okay, so fast forward to now two thousand twenty one nine years you know gluten and dairy free and it's it's it truly is a way of life for me. I I don't have bites of bread or, you know, like a bite of, you know, cake or you know, like a spoon you know just a little piece of cheese like i don't feel tempted you know and i i don't miss it and um i do have to say yes it's been 9 years and that first year i think was the hardest it was really adjusting after you know decades and decades of <laughs> heavily a diet of very heavy gluten and dairy and um you know for me, you know, sticking to making this commitment, you know, showing up for myself, prioritizing my health, <clears throat> it's this it's this way of like trusting myself and showing myself love because I'm following through on my decision for healing my body, for healing my gut, for lowering inflammation, for taking myself seriously in a way that is super loving and supportive and and I do have to say, you know, it's a process. Everyone, you know, whether you have, whether you've been gluten and or dairy free for a while, or you're just started, or you're considering it, everyone has their own journey in relationship with it. You know, we all have our own relationship with food. I just had a podcast episode, Becoming Friends with Food, a few episodes ago. And, you know, it's your, your journey with this is going to be unique wherever you are and whatever you choose to do. You know, and I do want to say if you are considering going gluten and or dairy free, dairy free, just please be patient with yourself. You know, you know what's best for your body intuitively. And sometimes it takes a while to get there to make that firm decision and that commitment. And you know, for others maybe it's like boom, okay, just like, you know, some people can quit smoking, you you throw out your cigarettes and that's it and you know, and they haven't looked back but you know i promise that you know whatever decision that you choose to make you know in your time that 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 i that it's going to help deepen your relationship with yourself and your connection to your own healing journey and your life's journey Because, again, you know, this commitment, you know, whatever that, whatever, dietary or not, whenever you make a commitment to yourself and you trust that process and you honor your needs and you know that you, you know, are doing this for a purpose, I just want to tell you that whatever that is, you have my love and support. I have been through it, <laughs> you know with lifestyle changes, with mindset changes, with diet changes. I have been through it all for years, and in super grateful to be here on the podcast sharing this with you and connecting with you, and hopefully you know that this is um you know, helpful or beneficial or inspiring or motivating or just, you know, resonating in some way. And, you know, I I do hope that you'll join me next week in part two of Going Gluten and Dairy Free. Um, and I'm going to share more about the whys and the benefits because I know that you know, understanding that and, you know, can help us feel more informed and empowered when we do make a commitment and we do make a decision. So thank you so much for for listening to my story, uh, my story from 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 Cheerios <laughs> to no more Cheerios, <laughs> and um yeah I just I I want to thank you again for joining and listening. And if this podcast resonates, I would love for you to help spread the word and share this episode with someone who you think might find it helpful or beneficial. And until next week. Say something nice to yourself. Slow down when you eat and say yes to rest. Hey, if what you're hearing resonates with you, I created a free resource just for you. Anti-inflammatory living, the essential guide.